Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast, doing series two, G.I. Joe, good episodes for a change. No, I don't like this hype man thing. Compared to previous series two, G.I. Joe. Dislike, thumbs down. You realize he's been doing this hype man thing since we started doing the show, right? Oh, I usually just block him out until I have to talk. No, that's fair. This yeah, is funny. Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanis. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. And we are doing an episode here. This is maybe one of the best Series 2 episodes we've gotten so far. Tell me I'm wrong, guys. The, this one and then the next one. Oh, yeah. The I liked them. bar is so low. It's very low. I will say this was a good one even, like, like not just by Deke comparisons. I enjoyed both of these next two episodes on their own. I'm, you know, I was going to wait to bring it up, but I might as well bring it up right now because I wrote it down and I won't be able to contain myself anyway. These two episodes are written by Christy Marks. Uh, who wrote four episodes of first season or first season. And I don't know if you guys looked it up, which episodes that she she wrote. Are you guys familiar? No. Do you, Chan? Chan, I knew you wouldn't be. Chan, I was really looking at Chan for this. I can look <laughs> stuff up. You can. I know computers. Uh, thank you. Uh, Chan, uh, did you look it up at all? No, I have a vague recollection of Christy Marks being involved with some of the better episodes. Christy Marks wrote two two-part episodes of G.I. Joe. She wrote one called Captives of Cobra, which is the one where Cobra kidnaps the family members of all like those Joes oh, and then mind oh, controls yeah. them to attack the Joe team. Oh, this is where we met. Uh, you're going to be surprised that I know this detail. Scarlet's hot, red-headed dojo family. That's correct. Yeah, no, we are not surprised by that. <laughs> no, no part In of me. In fact, surprised. there was quite... Uh, you were... <laughs> Very, very, very excited about that. Uh, the other two <laughs> that she wrote were the Synthoid Conspiracy episodes oh, one and two. Bubblegum potato chips. Bubblegum potato chips. The first time they were mentioned, this is not the shipwreck one. Right. This is the first one where they uh, uh, they, they kidnapped four of the generals of the U.S. Army and Navy and military. What yeah, happened. that was a good one. And then they, yeah, that was a really good one. And then they impersonated them. Mm -hmm. And so Christy Marks wrote those episodes of G.I. Joe. Yeah. So it should come as no surprise she wrote back-to-back uh, -back in the next two episodes, two of the better episodes of Series 2 that we are going to I, see, I can I, guarantee these are the These are the two best episodes of Series 2 by far, in my opinion. I, I will I get kind of agree. why yeah. when we get there. <laughs> uh, I have reason. I, I, yes, I came in, I saw the name. 
I said, I'll look it up. I expected these to be good, and thankfully they were. I, I only saw the title of the episode, which was The Mind Mangler, and I said, this sounds promising. Yep. And I even I even chatted you guys and said, ooh, Mind Mangler sounds interesting. I didn't know Christy Marks. I didn't know that they were. And then and then you said, I bet we'll be let down. I had We a, were not. I just assumed <laughs> we would get let down because, you know, we've watched 20 some odd series, two episodes so far. But I wasn't. And there's yeah. very, there's Solid. definitely a sense that uh, there, there may even be some greater talents at work here that are being beat down by, you know, whatever constraints sure. are being put on them by Deke, you know, like whatever crazy ass budget constraints. Like, uh-huh. okay, yeah, uh, you can't have a protagonist necessarily in this episode because we spent all the money on uh, booze and hookers. So <laughs> like, just do what you can, work around it. In, it, you in know, my like mind, it. though, these next two episodes, starting with this one, yeah. show that it can be done, though. Oh, you yeah. You can write good, you can have a good Series 2 G.I. Joe episode. Here, I will, yeah. here is what I wrote in the chat to you both verbatim. I dot 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 did not hate mind mangler <laughs> next message much so yeah. that is screaming high praise for the deke years it is far and away uh, uh a better feeling i've had about an episode than any other episode to date yeah and this is uh what and episode 23 even, this is like yeah something like that does that include the uh the the five-parter yes. yeah. okay so yeah but also, we're over the halfway mark now. I think it pro- it makes sense too because if she was, I don't know how their writers' room worked, but if she was just brought on to write a few, I believe that's normally how it was working here. That's what kind of what Buzz was telling us about. Like, like they don't back, have any staff writers in the Sunbow days. Like everybody sort of like worked on everything because she was. Yeah. Uh, I believe she was primarily a gem writer, but she you know uh, knocked out five episodes oh, yeah. of GI Joe yeah. and you know. That sort of thing. Uh, she and she went on to write a whole bunch of different stuff, including uh, like Babylon Five. She Ooh. went on that, you know, like a, a like, cool uh, X Men Evolution. Oh. You know, like a, uh, one of Biker Mice from Mars. So you know, they're not all gems. <laughs> Although maybe <laughs> that was no, that that's one, the best yeah. episode. That could well be yeah. the one episode that was actually made sense and was coherent. Uh, yeah. And for those of you guys on Patreon, just real quick, we did record an episode of Know Your Joe, Know Your Joe Pathfinder. That's going to be a Patreon exclusive episode. So we wanted to kind of put that out there for you guys. Mm-hmm. We got all the hits are back. F. Mary Kills back. Yeah. Uh, file cards are back. Superpowers are back. Us we even talked about, about some Japanese sodas that we drank. Weird Japanese sodas that we drank. <laughs> uh, so that's all on the Patreon. Ooh, if you want to be a part of it, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. See what I did there. Yeah, for every Know Your Joe mm-hmm. is now on the Patreon. There we go. So let's open up here. So we first off talk about the Worldwide Anti-Terrorist Center. And the guy speaking, I'm like, is that supposed to be, is that Duke? Because it didn't sound like Duke. I uh, See, at the beginning, to me, it did sound like Duke. But okay. then it sounded like a few lines in, they switched voiceover actors. Well, we know Michael Bell was not a part of this episode, and he is Duke. Yeah, it was really strange, because he'd said a couple lines that sounded like Duke, and then totally didn't even try to, which I hate. I yeah, hate my first thought was, uh, once once he said that, like, once he get in, got on the plane, it was like, this is me, Duke. I was like... Okay, and I looked and I saw that that looks like Duke. It sounds like someone who's doing a a really good impression of Duke. Like maybe even that is that even possibly 
the actual original yes. vote, and then it immediately went to shit. Yeah, and they just it gave up completely. Very like, oh, strange. Wow, it's it's like me in a in a sketch comedy show when I have to do an accent, mm-hmm. and the first two lines kind of sound like how you want it to sound, sure. and then I immediately just start sounding like me, and then we're done, and I'm just me for the rest of the sketch. That was yeah. this with Duke. It's also so strange because you can do as many takes as you want yes. when you're doing voiceover. Not not when you work for Deke. I mean, no. but it's it's. it's it takes like two seconds, so it's so strange. It's so strange how cheap and lazy they are. Yes. <laughs> but I will say we immediately get a bit that I really enjoyed and was clearly written by a woman. Can you can you share that bit? Because I'm not sure which one you're referring to here. Yeah, so the, there's a new character, I think, Drop Zone? Drop Zone is a newer character. Okay. We haven't really experienced him before. Okay, because I don't remember him, but he's he's basically lifting weights and talking about what a real man he is. And that was fun. He's very typical douchebag, and he's saying, a real man eats nails, a and real man chews on this. Chews rocks. Bites on that. A real man doesn't worry about nothing. A real man eats nails for breakfast and chews rocks for dessert a real man is the dentist a lot that's a funny line and and i was like oh like immediately we get this kind of douchebag character who i don't like and he is taken down and then he is just fucking lifting weights in the middle of nowhere for no goddamn reason but it's also a very real like i've i know guys that do this i went to high school with guys who who are at work and are like yeah who would just be hanging out and just lifting weights and just like having a conversation with you like while while lifting weights and and thinking it's a normal thing to do I know dudes like this. And then he's taken down immediately and then taken down again. Because who's the guy that said visits the dentist? Uh, Altitude, who we just also kind of okay, meet in this episode. Okay. He's an artist. And he and so he's sketching something. <laughs> it might as well just just straight up called him the F word. I it honestly I kind of wrote down here. It's sort of like that's kind of what we're getting around here. Oh, you use pencils and, and pens. But he's clearly the one. Like he's the one we're supposed to be rooting for. He's yeah. he's obviously smarter, and that's why I said clearly written by a woman because she's making fun of this sort of toxic masculinity. Yep. And then taking him down immediately, but and he's been sketching something. On this top whole of that, yeah, he's sketching. Altitude is sketching a picture of a drop zone. Drop yes. zone's basically like what are you you f and f. Yeah, you know, and he's just like, uh, 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 "What are you drawing a picture? What are you? Yeah, what are you one of them Nancy boys? Yeah, and then he, he does shows call him a pansy at some point. He, he shows him the picture, and he's like, "Oh, but this I like. This is this. Yeah, you get me. But it's clearly it's it. supposed to be an unflattering yes. caricature. Yes. where he's making fun of him, he and sees, then Altitude says he sees it, and Altitude goes, "I'm sorry." And then Drop Zone is like, I love it. So he's such a meathead yeah. that he doesn't even realize when he's being made fun of. He says it's the real me. And yeah. I appreciate it. And it's that. just him all roided out and lifting <laughs> weights. And and so this in, in immediately, and also I'll tell you the other thing that I liked about it. All of this doesn't really have anything to do with the episode. Nothing. So so good late, writing. Lately, a little little peek behind the curtain. I had a meeting at, at at a place that makes cartoons the other day, and I brought up the podcast. And I believe they're called cartooneries. Gina. Yes, I was. I went to a cartoonery the other day. Uh, uh, next to the brewery, and I was talking about the podcast and, and talking about how how Deke episodes are they just sort of throw you right into the action with no backstory. And the guy said, "Yeah, this is 
because he was familiar with the show uh and he said yeah this is how every episode of of dkr gi joe starts we're in the jungle and here's <laughs> here's this machine and that machine and we're flying this new like new yeah. toy that you should buy and i was like that's accurate there's no such thing mm-hmm. as a cold open in most of these. yeah and this is an actual cold open that has nothing to do with the episode which is a very like common thing to do to sort of build the world up and lull you into it which Deke episodes have not been doing. And I appreciated it because it let it breathe a little bit before you got to the actual plot. And that's what makes a show fun. And it actually, mm-hmm. I actually, I would push back on that only a little bit because they do set up that Duke is flying by himself without a chaperone. So they, yes. they, they leave a little breadcrumb. Yes, they yes. have some fun over here with a side thing not... and then get back to the episode. Yeah, yeah. Fant- but that's even better. And they, But they have like a standalone bit and then they're also like, but here's what the episode is going to be about, Stand, but standalone bit. And, and this was some good, this was some good writing. Yeah. And so Duke immediately, as soon as he says, I don't need a chaperone. And the other Joe's like, but what if he gets shot down by Cobra over that forest? We'll Uh never find him. Right. And I love that because immediately Duke's like, I'm under attack and I'm being shot down (laughs) over this forest. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. This is this. That that encapsulates G.I. Joe that I love. Yeah. Right there. They found it again. Maybe yeah. only for two episodes, but they found it again. It's like an yeah. oasis in the middle of this this G.I. Joe desert. Also, just the fact that Duke was even in it at all. Yes. I mean, not the right voice actor, but I was I was delighted to see. And and also these new characters were both clearly defined. Clearly defined. They weren't just like all the same guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just very clearly defined, played off of each other well. Yeah. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh they end up leaving. The Duke goes down in the woods and they tell Drop Zone, you have to be the one who stays behind because none of us like you. That's the subtext. Yep. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, man. So they leave and he's like, fuck that. And then he just gets in his plane and he takes off. Yeah. And the way this was written, I thought we were going to kind of go Rogue one or not Rogue One, I'm sorry, Last Jedi with it, that Drop Zone would be the meathead who goes off on his own against orders and then ends up being a person who also needs to be rescued. Uh, yeah, but I they mean, didn't, they didn't go that far with it. To me, this is like the guy that if he had stayed behind, he would have just angrily masturbated. <laughs> and, I mean, yes. And like his other, he was like, I could angrily masturbate. Oh, for a while, or I could go out against orders. Here's the thing. They've got autopilot in those planes. He definitely angrily masturbated on the way oh, to okay. the crash. Oh, true. boy. That's true. Hadn't uh, considered. That's a good point. Also, uh, a multitasker. <laughs> that way they call it the cockpit. Yes. When uh, the uh, Cobras. No, I'm not going to acknowledge that. The Cobras <laughs> are shooting down Duke. You. High five. Um, Duke uh, uh, shoots down one of the Cobras. (laughs) Everyone just high five me. The Cobra plane goes down. There's a little crash. Then Duke gets uh, shot down. Yes. Same footage of the plane going down and crashing as the Cobra. I did not realize that. No. That's why we have Sky Patrol so we can just reuse the same assets with a different color scheme. That's how they could afford Christy Marks for this episode, Jan. You know what? Worth. I'll yeah. take it. No, I will take that if that's the trade-off to be had. So Duke gets captured and taken to the Fortress of Truth. Mm. I, again, I thought this was cool. That I was thought fun. the Fortress of Truth, and there's a mind mangler in there, and a guy, this is yep. cool. There's a guy called the Mind Mangler who's exceptionally tall. This should have been a, a hint. He is roughly nine feet tall. Well, I, I will say I thought he was a robot. I thought that this was a that this was a robot that oh interesting that GI Joe had programmed to do this. You mean Cobra? 
Co- yeah, Cobra yeah, yeah. had programmed it to, to to interrogate suspects. I uh, just assumed he was a robot. The entire uh, presentation of it uh, actually worked for me because uh, the Mind Mangler is a silly over the top name. Yeah, and I'm like, oh god damn it! Like fucking Deke episodes. It's they're targeting <laughs> it towards children, so like we gotta make sure they understand that he mangles minds. Uh-huh. Um, it's a it's a like a knockoff Doctor Doom. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, okay, they're like sort of uh, um, like they couldn't be bothered to to uh, do that much design. So let's just take Destro uh, palette swap, uh, added a couple of details. Boom, we've got a new monster of the week he or whatever. Actually, he actually looks to in my mind. I think I think it's the the Range Vipers. He has a look that's in color scheme that's very very similar to the Range Vipers, who kind of have that ugly kind of goblin face yeah. on the yeah, mask. A little bit like that. And, yeah, and it was just like it's kind of a repurpose of that. But done. But I never. I, to you, thought he was a robot. Me, I'm with Chan. This completely sold me because we're introduced to a character who's weird and he has like a, a one trick kind of a deal. And I'm yeah. like, okay. And then we're like immediately introduced to his daughter. So well, I, once I didn't they even introduce think to question her. It. Then I realized, oh, oh, that's supposed to be a guy. I will say, and this, I maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. This is the first time in history that GI Joe has ever gotten me. They got well, me no, too. Well, no, that's what I'm saying is that I was suckered in. Yeah. Uh, because the design of the Mind Mangler, he had these weird, large, cartoony eyes. Uh-huh. Yep. I thought that, like, oh, that's another thing we're trying to uh, appeal to children. Mm-hmm. Then there's the daughter, which makes no goddamn sense. No, that, that was weird. In a really sloppy uh cheaply made uh children's cartoon yeah we need a ch- a a character that the kids can sort of identify with and so i was like obviously this is uh a, a, a bad suit. deke writing that's and, and, and the, that's the, i just bought it. a hook line uh, and sinker yeah i i did and i will say i did not until the reveal i did not know and i actually went oh crap because yeah. I, I thought, oh, I'm smart enough to never like to always see this coming because it's always so. And it was it was a smart it was a smart and, plan and a smartly written episode. And let me tell you, it's smart for a few different reasons. One, the meta of what you're talking about, uh, types of like good twists aren't done in this. So when something really sloppy happens at the start that doesn't make any sense, I'm more inclined to go with it than challenge it because it's series two Deke and I just assume they're not trying. But I also didn't even think the beginning was that sloppy. I thought, oh, you know, this this sort of machine guy that that is is sort of torturing you to get pictures from your brain and Intel is exactly the type of Cobra plan. Sure. And like that's, that's no, that, a, that part was good to me. It was the part with the, the, the random girl who's not part of Cobra running I, around. Yeah, the base. I did write who, who the fuck is that? And then because and then when she comes back and she says the mind mangler is my my dad and Duke is having a hard time with this machine and he's being tortured. And yeah. I think at some point we see a picture of Scarlet, which is the only time she has appeared True. in yep. the Duke series, which, again, I liked that they're referencing something. Well, no, there was that one time when she like showed up weirdly in a frame around or something um she was like running next to duke i think it was in d-day even uh and no lines or anything like that just just like they had cells laying around like let's put this in there the thing is this also pulls from the very first gi joe miniseries when duke is captured by cobra and has to fight that conan the barbarian like 10 foot tall guy Uh remember there's like a slave girl who plays this same role who gets him out and helps him through so i'm kind of channeling that so it holds up in my mind that this is going to play a certain way also duke is a sucker for submissive 
yeah, women. I mean, he really yes, is. He is. And he wants to rescue. He wants to be rescued by them and then rescue them in return. Um, mm-hmm. Downside of this, and that's kind of, we also learned that there's like three stages of base defense and they make it, there's like a circle inside of a circle inside of a circle. Well, if he gets to the outer circle, then we get him right there. But if he gets to the inner circle, okay, the middle circle will get him. And it's just weird. But there's one thing that really struck me in this scene in particular is the fact that it's the first time I really noticed how really bad the animation is. They are leaving out every other frame oh, of I mean, the animation. I, I feel like we've known this for a while. I feel like it was really, <laughs> I really I noticeable it like five here. minutes ago, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. No, in this episode, it really struck me that, like, boy, they are cutting a lot of corners and just skipping out. Like, characters are disappearing before they've even fully left the room. Like, they are really cutting everything <laughs> yeah. they possibly yeah. can. The animation is terrible, but I, but I thought that this was so. To me, I. I thought, oh, this the this episode is going to play out. They want information from Duke. They they are sort of torturing him to get it, and he's resisting it and and looking at images on his mind. Which there was like an old Doctor Who episode that was almost exactly like this. So oh, I thought sure. this is some this is some good writing. The, and this is the second time in the episode where things got real sloppy, and because of the meta of Deke GI Joe, because the thing they want to get from Duke are the plans or the layout of the inside of the G.I. Joe base, which they've been in there repeatedly. It's going to be a different base. Ma- but it, it's still G.I. Joe headquarters, and they have, like, agents that infiltrate these bases and stuff. Like, what G.I. Joe base hasn't had a Cobra person on the inside oh, ever? I guess I thought that they were starting with that, but then they were going to ring him for a bunch more information. See, I don't... The way Cobra Commander and Destro were talking, it seemed like that was the end game. Now, obviously, this is all a loop loop but it was the second time i'm like that is why would they want that but again why do they want that because they didn't actually want that but also i i'm buying everything up until this point i'm thinking Mm -hmm. oh this is a good like having some sort of robot thing that gets images from your brain to infiltrate no listen give it images but only the images you want to give yeah so so the the daughter the daughter says to do that. And then the next bit is great. Also, he's just, he just starts. He starts showing them them getting their asses kicked repeatedly. Like him embarrassing Cobra commander and then him embarrassing Naga hide. Uh, so in between all of this, because that's actually like three different scenes, like with stuff happening in between. So that's the most interesting part. Otherwise drop zone shows up. Uh, oh, to where yeah. the guys dropped in to try to find Duke in the forest and drop zone and the other two guys skydive in altitude, yeah. I believe. They all end up inside the base. And the second they end up inside the base, all the Cobras just immediately run, which is hilarious given that we already talked about these three zones of defense uh-huh. and how impervious to assault this base is. Three Joes walk in the front door and all the Cobras are literally, everyone is gone, which again, I took at face value because it's Cobra, it's Deke, they ran away. They are they are rope doping us Muhammad Ali style this entire episode Wait, and I'm still buying it. But the, don't they show don't they do the don't they show yes. images? They they cut into that, the that, video feed yeah. of those cameras and uh put in uh, uh some of his animation work. That's so it later looks like in the episode. There's a giant uh, that's, uh That's actually later in the episode. No, that's what makes no, them run out. They're scared run and they leave. Uh, allegedly, but you have to remember. So, okay, so here we go. So pushing forward right here. Can we get a Duke quote really quick? Because this this voice actor proves he's not Michael Bell with a simple quote. And this is when he's being tortured or he's about to be tortured by the mind mangler. And he just says, I can't, I won't. That's strong. That's strong acting right there. (laughs) That's that's how you got it. 
Uh, so, oh, also the Sky Patrol is uh, not doesn't show up on radar and is also laser proof. Doesn't fall into effect anywhere else in the episode. We just want you to buy the toy. Uh, the lasers bounce off and hit the uh, the laser cannons that are firing at them. That's how that's how that's how mirrors and math works, right, Chan? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, did GI Joe's who enter the base now uh, find Duke and then uh, Duke? He's still rough. He's still been hit right now because uh, of being a uh, 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 getting in the machine. His brain somehow he can't walk now. It's a little confusing exactly why it's affected him so physically. I mean, I feel like if someone's trying to wring something out of your brain, Ray. I mean, I wouldn't know. What you that's like. might be exhausted. Yeah, but I mean, he could still walk. They didn't break his legs. They didn't misery him. Yeah, I but- mean, imagine uh, okay. it's Saturday morning. <laughs> You've been woken up at 4 a.m. Okay, because this is very your familiar. daughter is crying. Great. And she really wants to watch uh, Peppa Pig on the television. Okay. Uh, but there's uh, um, a Detroit Lions game at the same time. At four in the morning. So, this all sounds uh, terrible. No, this is over the entire the course of the morning. Uh, okay, okay. So she won't stop crying uh, because you want to watch the Detroit Lions and watch Peppa Pig. And uh, so eventually you give in and watch Peppa Pig. But now she's hungry. And so, you know, that's not working either. She's still crying. Where does it get to the part where and, I can't uh, walk? Or are you uh, just trying to make think- me relive my life? Then she goes down for a nap. How excited are you to get up and do anything? Oh, okay. Okay. No, I, that's a good payoff. I'll give you that. I think what yeah. Chan is saying is children are... The mind mangler. Children, Children are the mind, mind mangler of our lives. <laughs> yes. um, do we have any comments about Nagahide wearing a frilly pirate underwear? No comments about Nagahide. Because Nagahide does a repeated bit during this thing where he's always leaving. He wants to hang out with the mind mangler the whole time. Apparently, nobody told him the secret yet, which is weird because he's always trying to no, impress that, the mind mangler. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I think in a, in an organization like this, you want as few people as possible to know this plan. Okay, that's fair, especially freaking Nagahide. But he, they do a bit where he keeps leaving the room where the torture is happening and going the wrong way and then having to retrace and go the right way. Like, Boink. because they do a bit where, like, ostensibly he's supposed to go leave the room and turn right yeah. to go down the hall to his chamber, and he always turns left. There's a crash sound, it's and it's warm. him hurriedly going to the right. And I, I'll be honest, that bit, that bit hit for me. I like, I like that bit. I like to imagine Christy Marks coming in, writing these two episodes that are that are more similar in style to the original GI Joe. Very much so. And then watching the finished product and just going, Ugh. I. <laughs> This is still that scarring incident that I had, like writing for a uh, um, public access station, <laughs> and oh I like wrote some uh, decent sketches. Mm-hmm. And when I when I saw them aired, they had added in fart noises oh where there was no God. call for, no call whatsoever. <laughs> the actor no had call. like squinched up her face have. a little bit, and <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, you know, it'd be hilarious." <laughs> Please tell me you nothing. have a copy of this somewhere. No. God damn it, no. I'll be honest. It's in here, in my head. <laughs> yeah. and this show it sounds makes great. Me I, I, we have to find it. Yeah. Uh, what was it called, Chan? Just yeah, for please, historical please, purposes? Oh, Jesus. I honestly don't even remember. <laughs> oh, you liar. <laughs> yeah, this is. these are lies. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. 
Imagine this! Deep in the jungle you discover it, the Cobra Terradrome with gun emplacements almost everywhere and special base for refueling vehicles. There it is! The Cobra Terradrome is really incredible! That's Dr. Mindbender! And now look, they've captured Flint! It's time to warn the Joes, but suddenly they launch the Firebat! Live the adventure of G.I. Joe. Cobra Terradrome comes with Firebat and Pilot. Other figures and equipment sold separately. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Um, okay, so here's the deal. That bit completely worked for me. I don't know. Maybe it shouldn't have, but I'm fine with it. Uh, let's. Okay, so now G.I. Joe's, uh, uh, they, they find the cables... Uh, uh, outside. This is all, this is crazy. Maybe I'm remembering everything wrong. So, but they find out that, um, uh, the altitude was an animation artist. He had worked in cartoons. Yeah. This tracks. Cause we saw him drawing earlier. What I love about this is he says, I also brought compact discs of my animation work on this mission. You never know when they will come in handy. This is like bringing your screenplay with you everywhere you go. Yeah, if you don't do that, you're not a real writer, Ray. Who is he going to impress with his animation work in the jungle? You never know who you're going to meet, and clearly he was right. He needed I mean, here's them. the deal. He was completely right. That blew my mind. But he wrote an animated movie that got made called Frogzilla versus the Ant-Man. No, he animated it. Excuse me. He's the animator yeah. for this. Frogzilla, but he puts it, he says, I'm going to put this at their feet of their security cameras. Yeah. So we're to posit that Cobra's so dumb, they see a cartoon and go, this is really happening in real life outside. Yeah. Hey, Ray, is this pre or post G.I. Joe the movie with Cobra Law? <laughs> I mean, this is post. Yeah. So they've seen Giant. worse yeah, that's true. than uh, friggin' uh, point ripped is- Godzilla. He has the triangular torso, by the way, of all uh, 90s cartoon (laughs) creatures. For some reason, he's got ripped old biceps. Yeah, you're telling me if you you on your TV, if you on your security security camera saw a giant lizard coming at your house... You wouldn't grab Luna and get out of there. If if I was watching the security camera of my house and it suddenly switched to an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> I wouldn't suddenly think SpongeBob came to life if, and is roaming the sea, which is now my yard. If you're looking at uh, your uh, uh, your video monitor, yes. watching your daughter yes. in the middle, it's, it's you know like two That's in the morning. It's not creepy, guys. It's a you, real thing that needs to happen. And you wake up and all of a sudden... There's like a uh, fucking Gila monster in the crib is instead it, of your daughter. Is it an animated Gila monster? I know the difference between real life and animation is my point. But what if you're also animated? <laughs> then I'm just F out of luck right there. That's that's a rough place to be. And for the record, I'm not ruling out that in fact I am animated. <laughs> that's true. I mean, this, is, I, this I, could I mean, be true. At some point, the older that I get, the more that I desperately want something weird to be true about this world. So if it turns out we're animated, I will consider it a win. I would have preferred more wacky sound effects, though. Chan. How much weirder do you want <laughs> than a goddamn NBC <laughs> reality show host is the president? No, I mean I want weird, like vampires exist, like fun or, weird, or like we all died twenty years. Devils ago exist. And- <laughs> They're in the goddamn Senate. <laughs> All right, if Rush Limbaugh turns out to be a vampire. <laughs> I, I, I'm suddenly on board, and I can't explain it. If but he that's turns out to not be a vampire is what I'd be surprised by. 
Um, <laughs> we learned that the daughter's name is Megan, which I thought was yeah. just, that's true. And I love, okay, this is a bit of drama that I wish happened more often, which was she's trying to get Duke out of the chair. She's like, I can't figure out how to work these restraints. And the mind mangler is coming down the hall. And we cut to commercial break right yeah. there. We cut back to, okay, I figured out how to work these restraints, and we got you out before the mind mangler. Right. Oh, it's no, the there's escape a little button. bit of, oh, there's a little bit of chase. I, I mean, here's the thing. This is all still, I'm all still on board. Yes, I'm 100%. All, I'm all still like, oh, this is, this is nerve-wracking. If I was a kid and the mind mangler was coming... I would be nervous, and then I was thinking, like, "Oh man, they're gonna—he's gonna escape with the daughter." But then the, the mind manager's gonna be pissed that his daughter's not See, there. It's just some of the most fun writing, though. That's is, what I'm saying. Is that just like I can't do this task, and I'm almost out of time? Cut to okay, I can do the task. <laughs> like, there's no outside I, thing I, that happens. There were a couple things that I I, I wrote. I bet Christy Marks wrote this in, and it got cut. Okay. That's that was my theory about these two episodes because there were things where I was like, uh, she's too good a writer to have overlooked this. But but maybe this isn't one of them. Maybe she just said, ah, all right, just draw him out of the chair and, and there, it'll be there's fine. There's an old story, and I don't know if it's apocryphal, if it's real, but it was essentially about an old Western. And after a few seasons, it was about it was not getting the ratings. It was going to go off the air. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the name of the show, so I'm guessing this is an urban legend story, but maybe okay. it's real. But essentially, the writer of the final episode was just like, I really want to come back for another season. How do I do it? Like, they're, they're not on my side. So he wrote a cliffhanger at the end of the final uh, episode that was our hero fell down a well. Uh-huh. And basically, how was he possibly going to get out of the well? The end. And so he took it to the the producers of the show and said, this is the show. And they said, well, how does he get out of the well? And he's like, well, you got to buy another season to find out. Yeah. And so they buy the extra season. And so he's furiously trying to figure out how did he get out of this well this whole time. Cut to the next season. And the season begins with the cowboy sitting by the campfire being like, whew, glad I got out of that well. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if that's true. I want it to be true because it's delightful. Yeah. Um, nothing to nothing, but I think that also happened here. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I can't, I don't know how to, I don't know complex algebra. Cut to commercial, cut back. Okay, I got the equation. Yeah, we can assume there was a montage in there somewhere just, as I'm learning how to, l- learning algebra and oh, getting out of man. well and getting away from the mind mangler. Love it. So we cut to G.I. Joe and Duke. They've all found each other. Duke is weak. And the Duke and, and Megan's just like, okay, let's go. Let's get out of this base right now. And there's a few Joe members. I think it was a, a, a drop zone is just like, he's like, no, no, excuse me. Skydive says, why should we trust this chick? We just met in a Cobra yeah, base. Because he's the only smart one, which, yes. which also, mm-hmm. by the way, should have should have tipped me off at this point. Yes. That is what tipped me off. It was yes. actually drop zone when he said, like, I believe her. I was like, yes. oh, yes. OK, well, then we can't believe her. So yeah, like- that was the first that was the first where I thought, oh, this this is odd that we're having the scumbag believe her. And we're but it was more of a hindsight thing. We're two thirds of the way through the episode. Exactly. And the fact that I got uh, uh, I bought into it that long, I'm like, holy shit, this was genuinely good. And also, that's when you're supposed to, that I believe that that's when you're supposed to start get, getting start in on to it. doubt because I still was on. Bo- I still was. Buying I was it. still buying I'm it. Still too. Buying it. I was still buying it, too. And I still didn't even in hindsight, I said, oh, right, right. Because because obviously the smart guy is saying, why should we believe this woman? Mm-hmm. We barely know. And the scumbag is saying, look and at her boobies. He's very casually mm-hmm. misogynistic in this scene, as which well. again felt very original series G.I. Joe. 
that original series, G.I. Joe, with the casual misogyny. I felt it was more so more just like he puts his arm around and be like, ah, we're going because I'm a I'm a effer. Yeah. Sweetheart, show us the way. I really he could have said, show me your tits right there. And it would have felt the but same. But here's way. the thing. It was a less likable shipwreck move. But that's just that's the thing, though, is he we're learning that casual misogyny is bad because it will get you potentially killed and your base infiltrated. But, uh, the original series was filled with casual misogyny. Okay, I can't say it wasn't, but not yeah. maybe not as open as this. Is <laughs> no, it was a hundred percent. Okay, when we do a rewatch of every original, okay, yeah, well I take I've... shipwreck out of the equation because he <laughs> he that is the character. But that's what I'm saying. This guy yeah. is is to me like a a shipwreck for the woke era because original okay. shipwreck we were supposed to like, but he was also casually misogynist. This guy is casually misogynist. And we are not supposed to like. He's him. a hero. We're not on board with. Yes. Okay. You know what? Yes, I agree with all of this. I give you my seal of approval. Yep. Thank not you. Not that you need it, but it, there it is. <laughs> I'll put it on my resume. <laughs> thank you. Wow, Gina, I just like your resume is really impressive. But what's this raised seal of approval for casual misogyny? I don't understand. Uh, look, I have a Patreon. Can you potential employer uh, subscribe to my Patreon? I mean, yes. <laughs> oh, that was easy. Uh, I mean, we're on board. Was it five bucks a month to get every back episode of Knowing Us After the Podcast? Over 350 episodes? I would love to go to patreon.com slash knowing us half the podcast and subscribe. Also, free access to uh, the mra.com <laughs> vlogs. So Are we bringing that you, bit back? If you need some real right-wing <laughs> misogyny, just go to MRA.com. And my and guys, okay, so this is a long-running gag on the show, mm-hmm. real story, mm-hmm. is that I run a right-wing, I have a right-wing character who's very, very misogynistic uh, called MR Ray. <laughs> it's Men's Rights Ray. Yep. And, and, and we actually looked up because we were going to buy MRA.com. <laughs> we did actually look this up years ago. Did we? It turns out that Mr. Ray is a children's performer that you can book oh. and we want I still want to have him on the show I still want uh, what to have, if we have him on, on the, the show, show and he's also super misogynist it wouldn't it be better <laughs> by the way side note we learned today that there's a there's like a people on YouTube that watch G.I. Joe and and didn't see Sherman Excuse me. Yes, this? yes. Sherman sent us. There's a guy who's uh, who he's, he does everything, and he casually watched the oh, first miniseries okay, of GI okay. Joe. But so, then he but suggested to come on this show. But we're going to find him and beat him up, right? Well, he has like seven hundred thousand subscribers yeah. on YouTube. So, so once we beat get him off up, our nuts, that guy. No, once we beat him up, oh, okay. Then we get his then it's Highlander him. rules. Oh, I see. We behead Pod, him. Podcasting is if the same behead, as Highlander rules. Behead if him we beat on up air. Another podcaster with a similar idea. We absorb their followers. I get this. No, and this holds up. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's get it. Uh, okay, this is where the big reveals start happening on the episode. Okay, so they get back to GI Joe base. It is now revealed uh, that before they leave, they run into the Mind Mangler, who's a robot in real life, not a dude, a robot. Uh, and this reveal is great too because they're like, there he is, and then it's just him. They see his back, and he's not moving, and it's oh shit, he's a he's a robot. And that's a skydive and airwave of airwave. I don't know who the F that is, but airwave invented for the show, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but they find the mangler because they're, they're left behind at the base while everybody else is helping Duke escape. And so and have all, we lost track of Megan at this point. We lost track of Megan. Everybody uh, yeah. they get Duke in the hospital at Joe, uh, Joe base. Uh-huh. And they're all hanging out with Joe with him. And they're just like, where's Megan? He's like, oh, uh, payload or whatever was supposed to be. Oh, she's just right out here, but she's not. She's in the G.I. Joe unarmed, unmanned control room yeah. using diskettes to download 
stuff. My mind was blown. I did not. I mean, <laughs> I, I figured I it out not, eventually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once she gives that evil look when they first enter the Joe base, I go, holy crap. And and still, I I wasn't sure. I was thinking, is this a totally new character or sure. is it going to end up being either the Baroness or Zorana in, in disguise? Well, this is what really killed me. And this is where it kind of got a little confusing because Zorana holds up a trigger and she goes, time to blow this up. And I assumed she had set bombs in Joe base. Wouldn't that have made a lot of sense? Yeah, oh, what I was mean, she, the Because she blew of... up the Cobra base. Right, How's she right. going to carry that? You think she can carry a bunch of <laughs> bombs in her friggin' well, purse? How close is Joe base to Cobra base? Because apparently this, this device can trigger it. This is an era before cell phone technology. Well, also, what now that you mentioned, I didn't think it at the time, but what was the purpose of blowing to that? To, uh, to get, get rid, rid of, of the evidence. evidence? Yeah. But, like, what? Like, she's concerned about being tried in a court of law? I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand exactly. The thing is, and this is the part that really blew my mind, is she blows the base. Yeah. The Joes go, skydive an air, uh, uh, skydive an airwave were still in the base when you blew it up. And she turned and goes, I, I didn't know. It, it's not my fault. I didn't know. What you are a terrorist. That? No, what no. What are you talking Here's about? Thing. Here's the thing. I, this is, I will say, this is on brand for Zorana because there was the one episode where she fell in love with the Joe. Right, she didn't Main fall frame. in love with anybody this freaking episode. Yeah, but she's no. never been, she's never wanted them dead. Then why is she blowing stuff up without knowing what's going on? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I think because she saw everyone that she came with exit. Yeah, I, I, I did not like that I part. did not care for that moment and even that a little felt, bit. I, I that felt like an you, S&P thing. I, I guarantee you that was a, that was a network note. But it, did, it just doesn't make any sense. No, network notes never make sense. This is why they ruin things. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so Zorana has everything she needs on these discs, and they're in a, in, a, in a messenger bag, and she runs out the door, and so they say, Skydive, you're the only competent one here to this episode. Yeah. Stop Zorana. So he ends up uh, flying, and he grabs onto her vehicle, and then he grabs the discs and falls out. It's a friggin' purse snatcher in yeah. the air. In the air. He grabs her. Uh. And, then, and then he's falling to Earth. No parachute. He might die, but at least he got the discs. And then Duke, with a crane-like device, plucks him out of midair as he is falling. I'm going to be honest. I was, I, was so, I was so pleased that I didn't see a twist coming that the rest of the episode I checked out for. Yeah. <laughs> that moment, not strong, but I give it a break because the rest of it was yeah, so good. Yeah, I was, I was spending the rest of this episode going, wow, I, uh, finally a G.I. Joe twist I did not see coming. And at, then it was over. At this point, we have like 45 <laughs> seconds to go in this episode. Yeah. So we cut back to, uh, it turns out Skydive and Airwave uh, uh, salvaged the Mind Mangler because they were out of the base when it blew up, apparently, thankfully. But also, I appreciate the fact that Zorana says the Mind Mangler was a real thing that we tried, but it wasn't successful because we realized that anyone with any mental fortitude could beat it, at which Duke obviously would. Because I, because I thought, oh, that is a clever bit of writing to explain why they have this thing and why because why yeah. like why wouldn't they just I guarantee you when she was writing it she thought well if they have this thing why not just let it do what it does and sure. and and, yep. and so I thought that's a that's a clever bit of writing because and also it references the fact that obviously they have experiments that have failed before which they, they would never really mention in any other episode so yeah. it was oh yeah we had this shitty thing and we came up with a good plan for it to get some use out of it Ooh, Christy Marks must have had this uh script 
from the old G.I. Joe days. It just never got made. That's a good And so point. they probably went that, to her and like, it was up. like, oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Here, have this. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Because it's so out of step with the rest of the yeah. series. And I will say that, you know, the next episode also, you can tell that she's she's writing it from a point of view of what are the attitudes of the characters as she knows them. Yes. Because it's a ri- it's OG Destro in this next episode. It a hundred percent is OG Destro <laughs> and, I loved, and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the end scene here is they've they've now reprogrammed the mind mangler. And they've got him cleaning windows. I love it. Now, in my mind, though, if you're Duke, let's take Duke's journey. Yeah. You've been tortured by this nah, character. You fine. have been, you have had your mind, like, probed you to the point where Mangled you can't even. even walk anymore. And now, all of a sudden, they present it to you as a gift. Oh, you think he'd be triggered? Yes, you I think, think he would have severe PTSD. If, if nah. oh, Gina, if you were a, a military prisoner and yeah. you were tortured by a guy wearing... I don't know a clown mask. Look, tortured is pretty is pretty strong. If he can't withstand this tor- this amount of torture, which is just a guy poking at his brain for a couple hours, then he should not be in the military. To the point where he can't walk. So I'm just saying, like if, mm. if they looking a certain way, and then you got home from this torturing, and you're back in the states, and me and Chan are like, here, we're dressed as the guy who tortured you. That's not cool. No, look, that's not how that works. Look, how- I will say, if someone presented me with with my shitty ex, let's call him. Tony uh, uh, and someone said we've, we've hollowed out his brain yes. and now he's your slave mm-hmm. what do you think about that I would say great yeah that's exactly that's, really that's how I but would to be think fair, about it they presented this without offering that information first no we we, we assume it we do not assume anything because Duke just walks outside of my control now skydive and altitude were hauling him back to the havoc when the dome blew up that's what saved him after duke saw the mind mangler in their base yeah i mean look i'm gonna if i if i if i walk outside my apartment and i see tony planting flowers i'm definitely gonna be like what but then as soon as people are like oh he's a brain dead zombie and he's now your slave and you can make him punch himself in the face repeatedly i would be like all right i'm on board i'm not gonna like pee my pants then and there like duke probably had a had a split second where he was like shit yeah i mean he probably peed his pants because he has a concussion (laughs) and then had to go flying in combat immediately afterwards i mean like no like he's saying like i'm not feeling well he had fucking head trauma and like no no no, get up this is gonna be real great real great i got you a present and i couldn't be bothered to wait for fucking two days (laughs) i for you to not be vomiting when you stand up (laughs) if i got someone a slave robot I wouldn't wait the two days. I would be like, I don't care what you're going through. Come out and see your slave robot. It's going to pick you up. It's going to pick you up Grubhub. You don't have to pay for the Grubhub delivery fee anymore. You still have to order through Grubhub, though. Is that what you're saying? But you don't have have to pay the delivery fee. No, I would probably call. I would probably order straight through the restaurant and put put pickup and then make my slave robot pick it up. So here's Duke sitting here being like, so you're telling me I save $7 twice a week? Look, that, Great. that when I went when I recently went through my taxes and I saw how much I spent on Grubhub in 2019 uh, and was horribly embarrassed. Boy. I could use hey, that hey, a lot of that. Do not be embarrassed by Monster Tofu from Noodle Monster. <laughs> yeah. It's well worth it. All right. 
Guys, that's our episode right there. That is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Uh, uh, folks, uh, uh, final thoughts on The Mind Mangler. Um, I would say that's oh, one of the most successful, if I not the most successful Deke episode we've watched. I was legit. I was mind mangled by the fact that I didn't see that twist coming. Nah, got me too. All the way to the end. Yeah. All the way to the end, that thing got me. Chan? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I already told you uh well we're recapping and reiterating he doesn't, he doesn't the episode. want to say a positive thing again about oh, the in, case God. He's, in like, case he's blackmailed you can someday. just rewind to the part where i said the nice thing about the thing <laughs> and really make uh, it your ringtone that's where uh, i'm coming down right now and and like spoiler for next week i enjoyed that episode too oh, shit. that's two episodes in a row yeah that were and Arguably, I like the next episode even more, which is like mind blowing to me. Um, and oh yeah, I I would almost say I liked the next episode a little bit better too. I liked this one better than that one, but I liked them both. Yeah, I, it's it's a hard. The next episode also had a lot of unique, uh, not I wouldn't say twists, but some nice surprises where I thought, ooh, not going with the easy option. Here. And uh, that episode is called Bioc, and it was also written by Christy Marks, so that should yeah, tell you Christy something. Marks hire women writers. Done exactly. Hire That's- only women writers. Writers named Gina Ippolito or Christy Marks. Literally, <laughs> if we could just have a TV show written by those two writers, <laughs> yeah. the world would be a better place. Let's, let's partner up, Christy Marks. I mean, please. I'm not, this is not ironic. <laughs> we would love to see it. Anyways, you guys have anything you want to plug before we get out of here today? Chan, anything exciting going on? Any other podcasts? Maybe a wrestling-themed podcast? No other podcasts. That's cheating. Yeah, I got a podcast. You can find it. <laughs> WW Recap. That's maybe the strongest read we've gotten out of Chan in a long time. He must be excited about some new content. Gina, what would you like to plug? Oh, watch the unicorn on CBS or CBS.com for free. Look, you've already got CBS All Access for freaking Picard, which is great. I do. I do. (laughs) Might as well watch the unicorn while you're there. Keep keep CBS All Access because they've got... uh, a bunch of great Star Twilight Trek shows Zone. coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. They have every um, Star Trek iteration, every episode of it, which blew my mind I've, when I saw it. I've been watching Star Trek, the animated series. And strong? It is... It's not... It Okay, no, it's strong in the way of, um, y- you know, you're, you're watching uh, old G.I. Joe and like, that was surprisingly good. Okay. Like, okay. It's, okay. it's rounded in weird places, you know, like for so it can be for children. Uh-huh. Um, I, I basically, what children it is, it's so dumb. It's kind of like uh, getting like throwback fifties uh, sci-fi episodes. So like, there are sort of concepts and like uh, big alien ideas that are you know kind of silly if you actually like thought about it. Uh-huh. It's not realistic, but they're coherent. So like here's a story about like a, a planet full of just women and mm-hmm. the story hangs together. And you're like, that wasn't half bad. I mean, how many shit, cartoon man. vaginas do you see in an app, an average this episode? This is going to sell me or not sell me. All of them. What? Whoa. I'm on board. Give me CBS All Access. <laughs> and so, then watch the unicorn, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not as many vaginas on the unicorn. No. Yeah. I keep writing them into episodes and then they keep firing <laughs> keep me and kicking me off the lot. And then I post. keep coming back. <laughs> uh, again, this all holds up. Uh, guys, you can check me out on the Who Would Win show. Uh, we, we have some episodes coming up. Eventually, Chan will be a judge again on the show. Eventually. Eventually. You know, uh, I heard a rumor. 
I heard a rumor. Somebody boom, told boom, me. Boom, say boom, you got boom. a broken heart. Boom, boom, boom. Otherwise, you can hit us up on our Facebook group, <laughs> facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast, or you can hit us up on Patreon. We've talked about it earlier. Let's talk about it again. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast for $5 a month. And I have done this. Now, we've reorganized the feed. I'm sure you guys have noticed this. The main feed of the show is now every main G.I. Joe episode from Sunbow, the miniseries, the movie, the Buzz interview about the movie, all the Find Your Fate books I left on there because I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and however, we took all, almost all of the side episodes and a lot of the Know Your Joes, and we put them on the Patreon. Ooh. So now the only way to access those for the time being is to support us on Patreon. Five bucks, everybody. Over 350 And that includes everything from the main feed as well. But it's all organized. It's all in there. Also, if you're a professional podcaster, I would imagine it's a, it's a tax-deductible payment. You know what? I just did my taxes, so Let's I, I learned it. all did about... You? <laughs> this holds do, up. Do you have Patreons? No, you should. Oh, you should. But I, but I feel like they're the same thing as when I write off all my streaming services. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I consider it research. So if you make any money on podcasts in a year, you could write this off. So for example, on Patreon.com/slash Knowing is half the podcast. Mm-hmm. Go support us and thank you for those who do and con- and continue in more and do the thing. Yes, thank you. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up at GI Joe Podcast. You but otherwise, us a five star review. Also, we, you know what? We had a we new. We read them. Hold on, because we have a new one right here. A uh, Chan Vamp for a second, so that what? way do I we can really. Yeah, we have a new one, and I want to read it on Hot air because dog. it was very nice. Dog, Somebody told dog. me that you, you had, had a boyfriend. It was love with my girlfriend. <laughs> and it's February of last year. Okay. <laughs> it's not controversial. Chad, you're done. I- <laughs> so Nomad7513, five stars, a real American hero. Ooh. This podcast brings back so many great memories. Loved G.I. Joe as a kids, and this makes me love it more. The hosts are so funny and make my day... Five stars. Hell yeah. Five wow. freaking stars. Hell yeah. I just want to leave it right there. So guys, thank you so much for being a part of it. We'll catch you up next week for Bioc individually on Twitter. You can hit me up. I'm at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And guys, thank you. Christy Marks, especially. Thank you. Single-handedly saving cartoons. Thank you. <sighs> thank you. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America vs. Darth Vader, Solid Snake vs. the Iron Giant, classic matchups like Robocop vs. Terminator, 
and even the Muppets vs. Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.